in civilian clothes to conceal the ultimate destination and employment. The second group comprised volunteer sailors and marines drawn from the British Pacific Fleet. This group already had begun an intensive period of training, even before the main body of the Royal Marines arrived from Great Britain and had been organised into a rifle section known as the Fleet Volunteers. The third group came from a reinforcement draft destined for 3, 40, 42 and 45 commando in Malaya and was on board the British troopship HMT Devonshire, which had been diverted to Japan in early August. Vice Admiral C. Turner Joy, Commander, Naval Forces Far East, and Admiralty officials in London and Washington, D.C., decided the Royal Marines would operate with the U.S. Navy and Marines. After arriving at Camp McGill, a U.S. Army base 50 miles south of Tokyo at Takahama and near the U.S. Navy base of Yokosuku, the commander received a complete field issue of uniforms, weapons and equipment supplied by the U.S. Army. To maintain their distinct character and proud lineage, American military officials permitted the Royal Marines to retain their unique green berets, as the Royal Marines trained on weapons familiarization, small unit tactics and raiding techniques, and conducted physical fitness exercises, Admiral Joy decided to use them as a raiding force along the enemy's long and vulnerable coastline. Like many US Marines sent to Korea as part of the 1st Provisional Marine Brigade, the majority of the men recruited for 41 Commando were World War II veterans, although there were a few new recruits and Navy volunteers. Many, like Sergeant Major Trevor Dodds, a European kayaking champion, were of superb quality and spirit, and had volunteered for service in Korea. Each was a combat swimmer, demolitions expert, or heavy weapons specialist. These talents proved useful time and again during the raids along the North Korean coast. The choice of men with such specialised abilities reflected Drysdale's recognition for the need of such combat-related skills as the commando assembled and prepared for battle. As journalist and Member of Parliament Thomas E. Dryberg said of the men of 41 Commando in his 20th of December 1950 broadcast on the British Broadcasting Corporation's home service. These lads grew remarkably quickly into the mood and outlook that seemed to be characteristic of this special kind of outfit. One might define it as nonchalant self-sufficiency, a debonair assurance that is never arrogant, a self-mocking toughness. The common idea of Commando toughness is wrong, they are not muscle-bound supermen. Many of them are quite slight and trim, physically compact, mentally alert. Their training fits them perfectly for such jobs as they had to do. The unit was organised into three rifle troops, B, C and D, and a headquarters troop. Each rifle troop numbered approximately 45 to 50 men commanded by a captain, while the small headquarters troop consisted of administrative, motor transport, medical, communications and a 20-man heavy weapons group. At the outbreak of the Korean War, 41 independent commando consisted of 300 men of all ranks. Its strength fluctuated during the first year of the war as the fighting became more intense and the number of casualties mounted. While 41 commando included men with different military specialities, only engineers and signalers continued to perform their specific duties. The remainder fought as riflemen. Unit organisation of the commando was ad hoc prior to joining the 1st Marine Division in November 1950. The Heavy Weapons Group 
which consisted of mortars, machine guns and anti-tank weapons, as well as assault engineers, remained attached to the headquarters troop. Of all the Royal Marine organisations, the Heavy Weapons Group was the most flexible. The men assigned to this group were trained on all weapons in compliance with the standard Royal Marine emphasis on cross-training, which was designed to ensure that if one six-man team went down, the second could fill in without a lapse in covering fire. The value of such cross-training was evident during the defence of Wonsan Harbour, when the Heavy Weapons Group assisted the island garrison by manning the four mortars, four machine guns, and 75mm recoilless rifle on Wang Tadu. Since the Royal Marines would be operating primarily with American forces, they were issued standard US firearms and other field equipment, including what the British called the Battle Kit, or individual equipment. This alleviated the logistics problem of integrating British equipment.